0: This is Bucks and Bolts with Casey Hudson. Which leads us out of the breakout and into some takeaways. Takeaway number one is more so going to be, how will the Bolts adjust without Tanner Janelle? He's a new addition to the Tampa Bay Lightning roster, joining by the trade deadline. And with his absence, now how does the team function? How does the team still look like a playoff contender without Tanner Janot in the mix. As we know, Tanner Janot was that guy that led in hits in the NHL. He brings a huge physical element to this roster. But something else to keep in mind is obviously with Janot being out, it was Mikey A. that went from being scratched to back into the lineup. Takeaway number one is seeing the fact that this team can still have some gumption and that they have the opportunity to deliver multiple looks. Now, we know this because Coach Cooper is one of the top coaches in the league to throw his lines in the blender and serve up different looks. That's one thing that kind of gives this team uh, an upper hand is because they have the ability to switch these lines up to a point where another team doesn't recognize what's happening. We saw a nice big blunder switch up when they faced off with the Boston Bruins, beating them three to two before the All Star break. A lot of that contributed to the fact that you had two insane four checkers on the, first, on the second line together with Brandon Hagel and Anthony Sorelli. So knowing who their opponent is, knowing their opponent's strengths and weaknesses also play into what lines Coach Cooper throws out there, which brings me back to the absence of Tanner Janot and the resurgence of Mikey Acey. With Tanner Janot out, he's not the only physical guy anymore. Defense has been a huge conversation for this team, but something to take note of is that this is probably one of the first Tampa Bay Lightning rosters where they have a lot of players that have a strong two-way and defensive element to their game. I got a chance to talk with Nick Paul about it months ago. And he said that as a whole, they actually feed off of one another, knowing that they're going to protect each other, know that they have each other's backs, but knowing that they all have a physical and defensive element to their game. You can say that that's along the lines of the new identity of the Tampa Bay Lightning team is the fact that every guy on here just about is willing to drop the gloves and has that extra layer of physicality to their game. That kind of takes away the pressure of losing a Tanner Janot because, as we've talked about as well, he was a 24-goal guy last year. He's up to six goals this year, scored one with Tampa Lightning, and finally got that payoff last week when they actually shut out the New York Islanders. So you're not looking for somebody to contribute goals exactly. And you know, Mikey Simon can score. You know, he has a physical element to his game. He is such a pest. And for him, it's just waiting for it to land and getting those repetitions, which he is now finally starting to get. You guys know that I've been pretty high on what I've seen and practiced from him and what I saw in the first couple of games from him. So piecing him on the right line will spark the right momentum and make him an asset to this team in absence of Tanner Denoe. Now, the good news is that Maroon was back in the lineup this weekend, Sorelli, Hagel, and Chernak. I think Chernak was more of a body maintenance situation, but all of these guys played versus the Ottawa Senators. Now, they fell to the Senators again, letting them put up seven goals, but this time it was Brian Elliott between the pipes. Elliott has let up 12 goals in the last two starts that he has had with the Tampa Bay Lightning. I know this is getting a little out of hand. Some people think that Brian Elliott is on the last leg of his career, and that's really not up for us to determine because I'm sure the Tampa Bay Lightning will take those matters into concern once the season wraps up. We are now in full Vasilevsky mode, which means we don't have to harp on those things. We did see some good sparks. We did see a lot of line changes. Originally, when faceoff started in period one for the Lightning taking on the Senators, we saw Mikey Acemont on that fourth line. Eventually, he ended up working in with Paul and Colton which led to some line changes on Monday when they had practice at the TGX uh, Sportsplex. He ended up working along with Sorelli as well as uh, Ross Colton. So you're going to see a nice little blend up tonight versus the Toronto Maple Leafs. Not to get so big into what happened versus the Senators. As I've mentioned, seven goals went up. Elliot in between the pipes. You're still playing down. Tanner Genoa, you had a couple guys bounce back from the injuries. They were active versus the New York Rangers. <coughs> I think the important part is these team that used to never have back-to-back losses is now finding themselves in slumps that they've never experienced before, at least not in the past couple of seasons. So how will they bounce back tonight versus Toronto? We're going to dive into some things to consider because this is the second-to-last game of the regular season, and there's a lot of conversation around the Lightning taking on the Maple Leafs, not only because they're the round one opponent, but – Because of how this season has played out, because there's been different slumps, conversations about the second period, conversations about losing streaks, all of these conversations bring the question to how far will the Tampa Bay Lightning actually go? And can they get past the Toronto Maple Leafs who are trying to break out of their own stereotype and the fact that they can't make it and have their own playoff run? So diving into some things to consider. When it comes to that playoff matchup, the Bolts record on the road has not been a cute one. They're 18-22-1 and one on the road versus the Leafs away record being 20-13-5. and five. My bigger thing to look at when it comes to comparing these two teams is always going to come down to your playmakers, your skilled players, and obviously what leverage one team has over the other. So taking it head-to-head for a second, the top three players on both of these rosters. You got Braden Point who's at 223 shots on the season, 49 goals, 42 assists, 91 points. Versus Austin Matthews, 324 shots on the season, 40 goals as of last night, 45 assists, and 85 points. Austin Matthews has also battled injury and and lost some time during the season. But I compare these two guys specifically because looking at the skill set and what they contribute, Braden Point is that gamer. He's had multiple two-goal games this year. If anything, he's due for a hat trick any time now. what better time than to pull that off than in playoffs? We know what Austin Matthews brings to the table, but we also know that he has had silent games versus the Tampa Bay Lightning and isn't exactly ideal to go against an Andre Vasileski. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDSE. Moving down the line on head-to-head, we got Steven Stamkos at 235 goals on the season versus John Tavares 274 goals on the season. Stammer has 34 goals, 49 assists, 83 points, compared to the captain of the Maple Leafs, 36 goals, 43 assists, and 79 points. A little bit more of an even matchup here, but Steven Stamkos hasn't had to be the guy to pull through for his team consistently. Those buzzer beaters that were happening in the beginning of the year were Nikita Kucherov, that clutch guy, has actually been Alex Kalorn, and then we've got this guy, Brandon Point or Brandon Hagel, who's turned his game up tremendously from when he signed with the Tampa Bay Lightning last year. Last but not least, we will do head-to-head with Nikita Kucherov, 258 goals on the season, versus William Nylander, 282 goals on the season. Kuch has 30 goals, 81 assists, and 111 points, where Nylander has 38 goals, 45 assists, and 83 points. Toronto has a couple guys that have above 60 points on the season, but the Tampa Bay Lightning have four guys with 60-plus points on the season. They've got about six consistent contributors when it comes to scoring goals and getting an offense going, and then they've got multiple guys who have a huge defensive element to their game. Where Toronto has an upper hand is that they are a bit more defensively sound, which takes us to in between the pipes. What it comes down to, we've seen some inconsistency out of Andre Vasileski this year, but do not count him out because the big cat does have another gear that goes off when playoffs go down. Now, looking at those top three players that we just went head to head with their shot total, which I mentioned within their statistics, Toronto's top three players shot total combined is 880. Tampa's shot total combined between their top three players is 716. Toronto outshoots Tampa Bay by 164. Now, while this might sound like you're not making a great case for the Tampa Bay Lightning, I beg to differ because the big cat or Andre Vasilevsky, whom I'm mentoring now so much, has said to not only media, but his teammates have said it about him. He likes high volume, high shot volume opponents. He gets very cold in between the pipes if he doesn't have action happening at all times. That's where he gets in his zone. That's how he makes those crisp plays. He likes being on his heels. So for somebody who knows that their strong suit is a high shot volume team, you're talking about a team that's going to deliver with the high shot volume and put Vasileski in the utmost position to make big saves and help his team. Vasileski and Samsonov both have four shutouts this season, but when it comes to that high volume preparation, something else to keep in mind is the comparison throughout the season you got Andre Vasilevsky, who has had 1,851 shots against him this entire season. He's made 1,696 saves and the four shutouts that I've mentioned. Samson Ob's record and his volume that he's dealt with so far this season has been 1,184 shots against him, 1,088 saves, a tremendous difference between the two. Vasilevsky is also one of the only guys who starts in goal a lot throughout the season. Uh, I know that Murray was also in competition with Samson off over for the Maple Leaves, but still when you, when I took a minute to compare Andre Vasilevsky to Linus Allmark, you even saw Vasi in way more games than Linus Allmark. I think Allmark had 48 games. Vasilevsky has 59. So Vasilevsky is getting extra repetitions to make these saves, to work against high volume, high skilled NHL players. And I think that that's where we see that extra gear go off that plays in favor of not only Andre Vasileski, but the Bolts defense and the Bolts roster as a whole. You can look all day at the shots or the save percentage. You can look all day at how many wins each player or each goalie has had, but when it comes down to experience and that veteran experience that they talk so highly about, Andre Vasilevsky takes the crown and knows his strong suit and how to show up for his team. With all of that taken into consideration, you've got your top scorers career-wise. Now, when it comes to the Leafs' top scorers versus Andre Vasilevsky, weirdly enough, it's Ryan O'Reilly who is dealing with a thumb injury, and O'Reilly has had seven goals against Vasilevsky in his career. Tavares has had five, and Matthews has had two. It's not as exciting on the other side because when it comes to the Tampa Bay Lightning and their shots, of course, like I said, Samsonov being a newer-ish addition, especially when it comes to the Maple Leafs, the top goal scorers on the Lightning versus Samsonov is going to be Colton Kucherov, and Paul, and all of them had only totaled one goal. So them getting more familiar with his goaltending style will obviously be a big hump that they need to get over so they can make sure that pucks are landing and that they're tallying up on the scoreboard.